This call is being recorded. You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Good evening, everybody. You know, a little shake up here this weekend with, uh, you know, the Browns Week 11 matchup already in the books. Certainly still plenty to talk on on that. Um, big, big deal in college football today. We'll get to a little of that. Jeff Lloyd from Browns Maven through SI.com. Pete Smith, uh, Pete, at the end of the day, 11-1, hell of a run, hell of a season that you guys had all put together. Uh, sadly, you know, that was kind of where your journey ended. But uh, all in all, you guys put together the greatest season of football in Streetsboro history. So definitely something to hang your hat on. Yeah, I mean, it was it, it's, it's been great. Uh, Chardon was, was a fantastic football team that, uh, they've been at this, doing this for for years and years, and they they, they proved why uh, last night. And uh, you know, it was great uh, when we left. They uh, we had a police slash fire department escort out out of uh, the town, and you know, people uh, on the side of the road and stuff cheering us on in freezing cold weather, which was uh, you know to see uh they sort of really wrapped got wrapped up in this whole thing and then uh you know seeing uh how much it meant to some of uh, those people and then ultimately uh, our seniors in particular when it was finally over you know uh not only losing but for those guys now you know your final uh moments in high school football uh was you know, very emotional and all, you know, gratifying and all those things. I mean, it sucks for those kids, but I think it's over, but yeah, I mean, it was a tremendous run uh, and uh, I'm extraordinarily proud of those guys uh, for, for, for letting us coach them and for all they were able to do. So, yeah, I mean, they set all, all kinds of records uh, along the way in terms of, you know, statistics and some of those things, but obviously, Big one is the 10 and 0 uh, regular season. Uh, they, you know, they had never done that. The first playoff win uh, last week, and then uh, their their first uh, Portage County uh, Trail Conference Metro Division title uh, ever. So, I mean, they've only done, they've only been to the playoffs three times, or coming into this three times, they've never won a playoff game, and they've never uh, won this particular conference and never been undefeated in regular season. So they got to do all those things. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was great. Uh, it's uh, It sucks. You know, there's only seven teams in the state of Ohio that get to, uh, get to you know, get to play their final game and win the championship. Uh, so we didn't get to do that, but uh, everything else was fantastic. Uh, I, you know, the program itself checked off a lot of boxes. Pete? Still, 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 some jars left on the cupboard for next season. In players, oh, we, uh, you know, uh, we have a lot. Of, we had a lot of juniors on this team. We had some sophomores on this team. I mean, we have a lot of a lot of players who can come back and do this. I mean, it's uh, it's obviously you know it's different. Uh, it's different in terms of they've done these things, they've seen these things, they got a lot of experience, and, and they, even the experience last night was incredibly valuable. We do have a lot of young players. It's going to be tough to replace a few, you know, the senior class we had. Um, but 
we'll, we'll see uh, how we, we go in the off season and some of those things. But I mean, we, we have a lot of talent coming back. Uh, so, you know, I think the team will be fundamentally different than the one we had this year, but um, we could, you know, we will have the opportunity to, you know, I don't, I don't want to, you know, put the cart before the horse and say pick up where we left off, but we have the opportunity to come back and, and be a very good football team again, uh, you know, when we, when we kick off the season. Uh, and I don't know if we ever mentioned this here, but uh, you know, the JV, the JV team was undefeated this year as well. So obviously, you know, program strong on a whole. Uh, congratulations, Treesboro Rockets. It's kind of been uh, fun being a fan here, bandwagon along this year. Congrats to everybody. Uh, you know, it just means maybe you guys are going to have to put up with Pete a little bit more here and me, but Hey, we're okay with that. Uh, Pete today, uh, to a tally of all, uh, injury down at Mississippi state, uh, flight out of there in a helicopter back to Birmingham. People complaining about who was actually paying for the helicopter ride, whatever folks, <laughs> whatever, uh, but Pete, you know, injury sounds really serious. When you get to the point where you start mentioning Bo Jackson, that's it's terrifying. Uh, and this isn't about draft wins or losses. You guys heard of Pete and I talk about too. We did have some concerns about his injuries. Obviously, the Browns are in no market for a quarterback, or certainly a quarterback early by any means whatsoever. So you know, nothing there. But, but Pete, you just—it's the shame of it, and it's you know. And you hope everything can work out right. And when you hear Bo Jackson, the first thing I think is you know, well, hey, maybe. There's some huge medical advancements in 30 years, which is most certainly possible where the injury maybe isn't as devastating as it was for a guy like Bo Jackson. But, you know, Pete, you just hope, you know, the narrative and, and maybe the story to it isn't essentially written to this point. You know, everybody wants to see the kid at least get a shot at the next level. Yeah. Uh, as far as I understand it, the you know if Bo Jackson the situation was to happen you know now he would have been able to come back and, and be the player he was that I could be wrong about that but that's is the way I understand it um you know I don't know how if it's exactly the same or or, or whatever but it's being called a dislocated hip and there's you know the reason they have to uh basically helicopter him out has to do with just the way the the hip thing can work that it can cut off blood the blood supply yep. stuff like that so you have to stabilize that first and then go in and, and do surgery i you know i don't know anything about potential uh recovery time or any of that i mean first and foremost to just uh I'm a very talented player uh that's you know his college career is likely over um you know he 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 got to be a national champion in uh in the you know one of the biggest moments you could possibly have uh was obviously in the championship last year uh just a, a dominant player arguably you know as good of a quarterback as that program has ever had and he sort of fundamentally changed what they could do in that offense uh so i mean that's that's the first thing is one of the you know one of the top 10 teams in the country loses their starting quarterback uh you know beyond that Again, without knowing the long-term effects and all this stuff, it's hard to know where this is going to go. I think he will be able to go to the NFL and do those things. But, you know, what that does in terms of draft stock and all that stuff, I don't know. Uh, my guess is he, he will be able to recover and, and recoup 
anything you could potentially lost uh, with this situation, you know, just uh, sucks for him. But I think he will be able to come back and, and be a productive quarterback uh, in the NFL. You know, that that largely depends on what you believed about him uh, in terms of his talents uh, and, and what, you know, what how you project him forward. Yeah, we've talked and we had actually, you know, mentioned like it was almost to the point where Saban grew tired of what they were doing. And it was like, all right, you know, we run the we run the ball really well. We beat the hell out of everybody on defense. You know, I feel like throwing now. So go get me a quarterback with a monster arm. Get me a whole bunch of five star wide receivers to start tossing a pill around. And they've done that. Uh, first, if he ever even, you know, God forbid, you know, he just, you know, doesn't get, just you cannot he cannot take another down of football. Unless he's getting paid for it. No doubt about it. Look, if it alters his draft stock, everything turns out well. He gets closer to a second contract and kind of backdoor into that money just a little bit later. Uh, so, you know, it's you, you just hate it for the game. Uh, you know, you hate it for the sport. You hate it for a young man. Um, you know, we'll see how it works out. I mean, I you know, we have no idea. No one right now, even if he goes into the 2020 draft, if he's even going to be able to do anything. It's, you know, all, you know, certainly something out there and, you know, to monitor and see how it all goes with that. But that's the scenario and it's it's terrible uh, for the young man and, you know, good player, uh, you know, quarterbacks that, you know, glancing at not falling in love with like we had to do during the 2018 draft. So with that, you know, all the best to, to it. And obviously, you know, Bama, as they figure it all on out, we're going to move on through here with a few more things. On your Locked On Browns episode here, Jeff Lloyd, Pete Smith. Uh, guys, we are getting closer and closer to the best holiday of the year, Thanksgiving. Food, three football games, one right after the other. Where does MyBookie.com in? MyBookie.ag come in? It's the best day to bet. You got games singularly, you know, on time slotted. Do a parlay, bet all three of them together, bet them singularly. Take players, fantasy, uh, fantasy over-unders from each game. One, two, three of them. You're going to be sitting around. You're going to be eating. You're going to be watching all the games anyway. Use mybookie.ag. Get some action in on it. So while you're getting fat, maybe you can get your wallet fat as well. Go to mybookie.ag. Register your account. They will match your initial deposit uh, up to $1,000. They will match it up to 50%. So they will give you $500 of their money free. Mybookie.ag. Use the promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. MyBookie.ag, you play, you win, you get paid. Uh, Pete, we didn't get to you for this, um, so we'll get to this part here. Um, you know, obviously, you know, now Miles, is Garrett, Miles Garrett's suspension, well, indefinite, looks like six, would involve playoffs. I said last night that kind of bothers me because if you don't put a set number on it, it makes it an issue for the next time somebody gets suspended for a similar incident. So I do have it, you know, that's kind of my issue with it there. But, Pete, you're, you know, maybe he is your best player on defense. Maybe Joe's a key because of what he does as far as for everybody else on the team. But this is a this is an enormous, enormous blow. And between this and the safety position, which we're going to go through in a couple of minutes, you've got some fairly big holes right now, and there's not much of a way to fix them. No, you can't replace Miles Garrett. Um, he's one of the best players in the league. Uh, and, uh, you know, uh, there isn't a way to sort of just replace that. I mean, you could put two guys on the field 
and it, it may may ultimately still fall short. He's that impactful. He changes how offenses uh, run their scheme. He, you know, he is able to take away a part of the field in the running game. He's able to completely change how teams think about passing the ball. And, you know, it, Olivier Vernon, I expect, will be back maybe for that second Steeler game. You know, it's unclear. It's not to say he couldn't be back for Miami. It's just – I would I would be more confident in saying he'll be back for that second Pittsburgh game, and him coming back would be big. Um, but you're still in a situation where you're losing a better player and trying to replace it with Olivier Vernon, and then you're 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 there with Chad Thomas. Um, and you know, Chad Thomas did some good things in that Steelers game, but he he can't be asked to be that guy. I mean, that's not, I mean I have my own issues with Chad Thomas, but um, it's not fair to expect him or, or any of the guys, Gennard Avery, Emmanuel Arbuck, Carl Nassib, any of those guys they could have kept to yeah. come in and, and be that guy. It's just it's just not there. So, you know, the Browns lose. The, if the Browns' defense is anything, they're strong on the sides. They're strong on the boundaries. They had, uh, you know, Denzel Ward, Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, and then, well, Greedy Williams is a work in progress, but nevertheless, it's you good compare that, <laughs> yeah, you compare that to the middle, and the defensive tackles are good. Sheldon Richards <laughs> has been, you know, much, much, much better lately. But after Joe Schobert, it is a freaking wasteland, and you know, Mac Wilson is is a a nice player on in the passing game. He's just yeah, the, the, he's had the same issues he had uh, at Alabama as a run defender. His instincts just aren't very good. Um, and then you have literally nothing at safety now. Uh, I mean, Demarius Randall is, you know, he's there. He's just not anywhere near as good as he was last year. Obviously, you are down Morgan Burnett, you're, uh, who's out for the season with the Achilles. You're down Eric Murray, who's probably out for the season. I'm not sure why he's not on an injured reserve. It's, it's weird how they're labeling that. It's like they almost like don't want to tip their hand one way or the other with Murray. It's really weird how they're handling it. So by the end of the game, you were down to Sheldrick Redwine, um, who seems to have literally been their eighth safety. Um, and that's not good. I mean, their starters weren't effective. You know, that strong safety position was quite literally a hole. Morgan Burnett was fantastic in the first half of that game before he got injured. But in general, that spot was just a void. Um, so you're now down one of your best edge defenders and you have all those holes in the middle. So the Browns may be okay for like a week or two because they play the Miami Dolphins who aren't very good and Pittsburgh Steelers who are obviously have their share of struggles. Um, but it's going to catch up with you. It's just a question of when it's going to happen. So, you know, you could see where the Browns could even get to six and six and then the bottom falls out because it's going to catch up with you. It's, it's, not quite to the level of losing Baker Mayfield, but it's really, really close. Uh, it, it got, you know, it got deep quick. Um, you lost three safeties in 11 days. You know, one, you know, one basically wanted to, you know, was verbally assaulting people by threatening to assault them on social media. Out of here. Murray with the knee surgery. And it is. It's really weird because Friday the other day they did a presser where it made it sound like his year was over. They came back a little bit later and tried to adapt it and, but it, it, who knows where it is with that? Now you lose Morgan Burnett. Um, it, it, so you know Burris, who's who's played well when he's played. But the thing is, you know, 
similar to red wine, the more you get out there, is it, you know, is it going to stabilize or is it that people don't know much about you now? And now when they're going to get to sit down and actually watch some film, look, he had a great game against the Rams uh, for what he played against Pittsburgh. He played very well. Maybe, maybe something can at least hold down the fort. Red wine had a couple tackles Thursday night. You cross your fingers there. I, I had a guy today, Pete, uh, you know, I'm literally going through 31 practice squads. And I, I know we talked about him over the summer after, you know, he was moved on from green Bay because we thought it was a good idea there. It was a player that we liked coming out. He had good production, had pretty good athleticism. Josh Jones uh, spent two years with Green Bay. Two years with Green Bay. Um, he was on sitting on the Dallas Cowboys practice squad. I put out a tweet about it. An hour later, all of a sudden, he's elevated the Dallas 53 man. Josh Jones, if you want to catch me up, that's fine. But, you know, you go digging through these practice squads now. It's tough to even find a guy and that was about as close as I could. And the reason I thought maybe he could be something is, you know, with the athleticism and talking with Peter Bukowski, who hosts our locked on Packers, he said, he's not really a defensive back. He said, he's not really a linebacker, which automatically put me, well, they liked this big nickel and Jermaine Whitehead. They thought could sort of do it. So I thought maybe, you know, there was something there. I'm, I'm really curious if the Browns were in on that and that's why he got elevated. I know Dallas had an injury. The guy had been out for a couple of weeks anyway, so I don't know, you know, holding out for a guard to get healthy as opposed to to elevate a safety. I don't know. I, I personally think, and look, you know, Highsmith and those guys, they had some history there. Uh, that was the guy. But, Pete, you know, other than that, I mean, you know, when you look at the practice squad, it's JT Hassel, who maybe you bring up because he can play some special teams. But this team now has, you know, you have an open roster spot for Miles Garrett. You're going to have an open roster spot for Morgan Burnett. Somehow, some way, Eric Murray fits into this equation. Uh, you know, well, Najoku comes back. That most likely just means you're getting rid of one of the other four tight ends because you're not going to rock with five of those. But you got some roster openings here, and you need some bodies. Maybe Wyatt Ray. Wyatt Ray is no longer with the Buffalo Bills practice squad. He was here in the summer. They kind of liked him. Either way, you got to bring in some bodies. Well, the good news is when your guys are crappy that start, it's not a big drop off to the next guy, or in this case, about the 17th guy. So, you know, at this point, it's not as if, you know, they're trying to replace world beaters. Um, yeah, Josh Jones always made sense to me. He's built like a linebacker with incredible speed and athleticism. Just hasn't worked to this point. And, you know, at this point, you're, you're at a stage now where you're willing to take a flyer. But I would be all for JT Hassel personally. Uh, but that's because I'm at a point where I'm already looking to next year. And I know a lot of people aren't ready to make that leap yet. And I don't know if the bronze are ready to sort of admit that yet. But to me, getting a guy like Hassel uh, up and getting him experience, uh, even if it's just on special teams or whatever, I, obviously he's practicing with the team. So he's benefiting from that standpoint. But, you know, you get more of an evaluation if he does have to go into the field. Uh, to, you know, try to figure this thing out next year. Because in particular safety, guys who are under contract, like I, you and I have sort of talked about this, Morgan Burnett's career may be over. Um, Terrible age to have you know, that injury. But uh, at, other than Shelter Gregwine, nobody on this ro- nobody on this roster at safety is on the, uh, under contract for next year. Nope. Um, I would love for them to, you know, get a, a – uh, reasonable, cheap contract done with Eric Murray, if they can get that done. But guys like JT Hassel on those um, could have an opportunity to sort of 
compete their way into, you know, being on the roster for, for next year when they essentially, at least from where it looks like now, essentially rebuild that position from scratch. I cannot imagine Demarius Randall's back, uh, not only with the whole contract thing in the summer, <laughs> but the more this season goes on, what do you want back? You're not, I mean, it, it's just been a night, nightmare for him. Uh, the play on, on Thursday was uh, just ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's where you're at. The safety position is that bad. Um, this was the calculated risk you took um, when you traded the Jabril Peppers to the Giants to get Odell Beckham. Nobody's sitting here going, well, they shouldn't have done it, but that was the trade-off. And then, you know, you thought Demary Randall was going to be very good again, and he hasn't been. So you combine all these factors, and, you know, you got basically the worst-case scenario. Um, so that's, you know, not a great situation. Uh, and the thing with Randall and look, even if he was playing, okay, it'd be like, well, you know, maybe you got to consider the money, but the other thing is he's not really playing that great. And at 10 games, Pete, I'd say maybe he, is he missed five of 10? So, I mean, you know, there's, it's, that brings another alarming negative is, well, cause here's a guy who's missed a bunch of time. He missed his time in his years in Green Bay. He missed a game or two last year. Missed time again. This isn't something you can just go and commit to long-term money. It would have been different after last year and when it was 14 or 15 games and it looked really good. But now it's relegating back to what it was, and it's a lot of missed time. You're not getting the plays you were last year. I mean, there was, what, the sack against Lamar? Um, No, and it's literally, it's, you know, Sheldrick Redwine will be there because he'll be a second-year player. Uh, if you like Hassel enough, he'll be part of in the contention for that. But realistically, you're talking somehow, some way in the offseason of bringing in three three to four safeties, whether free agency, draft, undrafted free agencies, undrafted free agency. It's it's for him. We made these jokes about how this, second, this roster was carrying 12 defensive backs. And to actually say now, oh, my God, they got like nothing left at safety. It just seems nuts to even say it. Yeah, it's it's a complete teardown rebuild, uh, and that's you know that's not the end of the world. It's just obviously not what you want to have have to deal with uh, because of the amount of holes you do have to address. You've still got to address offensive tackle. You've still got to continue to build that linebacker, and obviously receiver is a hole. Um, so those are areas that have to continue to be developed. And there's going to be something else that pops up. I think. I mean, uh, Miles Garrett situation or not. Um, you know, if, if you just think of this as he had basically a season-ending injury, um, they still were going to need more defensive end help. Um, they don't. If Chad Thomas is proves to be effective uh, over the rest of the season, you still need one more. So, you know, the, these are the issues that this team is sort of uh, getting into, and th- this is a challenge for John Dorsey into this offseason. So, again, none of this. It's happening the way you want. There's a lot of, uh, you know, bad luck, bad uh, outcomes. Some of it's in, some of it's a matter of circumstance. Some of it's a matter of decisions. Uh, but that is sort of the challenge this team now faces. It's it's bad. It's a whole. Um, anybody look if if you're ready to put the 19th season to bed. You want to start going full on the draft mode. Simple. You're watching offensive tackle class. 
you're watching the safety class. There's going to be a couple from each position. It's that's where you're looking. Uh, you know, and everybody who was ripping on me because I put out a mock draft a month ago where Grant Delpit fell to 17. I'm sure you're not feeling the same right now as Grant Delpit's had some issues. Safety class, safety class, safety class, guys. I can't stress it enough. And yeah, some big old uglies that can move would be just fantastic. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash right now. Our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more. When you download the DoorDash app, whether on Apple or Google, use the promo code LOCKEDON. All caps, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, no space. Appreciate the fine folks over at DoorDash for their sponsorship of Lockdown Browns. Pete, I know you're taking this Miles injury hard and certainly understandable, as most are. When you say you're almost out the door and you're looking to 2020, this team gets to six and six. You still here? Are you walking back in the door? Are you doing the Grandpa Simpson meme where it's, you know? No, I think I think, I think they can get to six and six. It's the problem is what happens after that. Uh, you know, and that. You but know, you get to ways, six and six, be... it's, but it's two Cincinnati games. It's an Arizona game. And it's the Ravens who you've beaten once. If you get to six and six, that's your last four. Look, I'm not going to tell you that I'm I'm saying the Browns should lose. Um, they, they, no, they, you they, never they, say that. Well, I, I have uh, when it when it came to those two tanks drafts. apply. Um, Tanking applies, but uh, we're we're past that. They, you know, they benefit from winning, and they benefit from what you know. The, what what I would again with this Miles what Miles Garrett uh, suspension, I, I I believe that you know this could be this becomes another thing that can sort of help galvanize this group. Um, you know, hopefully they, you know, there's no good, you know, that comes out of this, but you're hoping that they can sort of along with everything else sort of coming together a little bit in terms of being able to get these two wins that if they win, you know, these next two, that's four in a row, they, they can sort of use that to, uh, you know, come together and, and get better and make real strides. So, um, Again, yes, you play the Bengals twice. You play the Cardinals. Uh, the problem with the Cardinals, in particular, is and the Ravens is those are Miles Garrett games. Um, those are two games where I think um, you know Miles Garrett was is phenomenal to deal with the Ravens. He was great last time. Um, Lamar Jackson being able to basically get to the outside on command is is where this thing ends. Uh, if you can't contain him, you're you're a world of hurt. So. No, I'm not going to say. I, I'm, I'm certainly going to hope they win if they can get to six and six. I, I hope they can, you know, get this season to where they nine and seven would be a fantastic result. I think as much as I don't, you know, that's not where we thought we'd be this year. But that would be a hell of a finish with all the hurdles they have in their way. I, I just I'm prepared. I have very much prepared for the fact that you've taken the best player off this team. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's not something you can just do with that kind of talent. He is a hall of fame talent. Um, you know, if if you take Aaron Donald off the Rams, what do you have left? That is that type of situation. That is what Miles Garrett is. Um, so again, I think they can beat the Dolphins. I think they can beat the Steelers. Uh, that's not saying they, they, those things will definitely happen. I, I mean, I think it'll beat the Dolphins, but uh, at the Steelers on the road will be a very difficult game, um, especially if you're down 
Uh, Garrett, if you're down anyone else, uh, by that point, you know, the Steelers. That's gonna, that game it. is just going to be interesting from any means whatsoever for as quick as they're going to turn around and play it again after all that went on. And, uh, you know, look, Mason Rudolph, and, you know, now I see that, you know, he turned around and, you know, uh, he called Larry Ogunjobi a bitch after Larry Ogunjobi pushed him down, which makes me say, oh, my God, what were you actually saying to Miles Garrett? Um, look, I don't, first thing, Mason Rudolph didn't do himself any favors. Like, defensive guys, like, gear towards other defensive guys, and, like, they'll find anything to fire them up. So it's like, all right, this is what you think? All right. And they may not even know Larry, may not even know Miles. The kid put a mark on his back. Um, that game, it's going to be all sorts of crazy. Uh, anybody going to it, please be careful as hell. That has all the potential to get really, really ugly anywhere in the stands, everywhere. Not that they aren't, those games aren't normally. That game has just got, I mean, oof. I mean, it, you could right now bottle that up. And even though, you know, either team could come in, you know, with a 500 record or worse, and you could probably bottle that up as a pay per view. Uh, I, you know, this is entirely my own theory. Uh, I don't have any evidence for this, but because in the wake of Miles Garrett's issue, which was indefensible, I think a lot of people around this league who play defense hate Mason Rudolph right now. Hate mm-hmm. him. Um, I, I think, I think they, you know, as much as they, 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 you know, can't defend Miles Garrett's actions, I think they see. Uh, a, a guy instigate it, a guy escalate it, and ultimately get off scot free. Then go into the press uh, conference, press conference, and say what Be he a said. Smug little and, bastard. And I, I think there are people who are going. I think there are defensive players who may not admit it. Uh, you know, there are obviously players who were, 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 you know, wanted to take down Baker Mayfield because of the perception that he's you know, hasn't earned it and all these other things. Uh, I I think there are a lot of players who look at that situation and go, that could have been me. Maybe I don't swing my helmet, but I, you know, I, everything else uh, I I could certainly see happening and, and almost look at this, like, you know, if not for swinging the helmet, Miles Garrett is largely, I don't want to say victim, but, was set up sort of sort of to fail here by the situation. So we'll see. Uh, but I, I, I think it goes beyond the Browns game. I think that second Browns game will be interesting. I think the Browns defense obviously uh, wants will want to you know get him again and 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 you know beyond the four interceptions and the winning. I think they're going to want to hit hit him and hit light him up. But I, I think the other teams. I, I will be very curious to see how other teams in the league sort of react when they play the Steelers and Mason Rudolph. Well, and this is always the thing is defensive players forever will think they're always getting the raw deal, which they may be on any type of calls. Defensive players usually think they're getting screwed. They're getting held too much. Uh, Oh, you know, you hit the quarterback too hard. They always think they're on the wrong end of the stick. And, you know, Mason Rudolph, the look he put out, look, you know, you don't have to do much to motivate and have defensive players find a little bit more motivation. They're going to see that kid across the line. And I'm telling you right now, ears are going to perk up, you know, the old, you know, pin him back, buckle up Mason Rudolph. This wasn't just a Browns thing. You, you kind of, and especially defensive line. I mean, it's just a mentality thing and it's like a fraternity, not even if you play together, it, it's just the position of it. 
you may, you know, you wrote a check your ass couldn't cash that night, but you may have wrote a long-term check that your ass is not going to be able to cash going further. Pete, Joe Schobert, baby on the way. John, you better get out the checkbook before the numbers are just too obscene. Well, it's hard to know. You know, there are people who have been basically making the case that his price might be going down based on this season, and I'm not sure I necessarily believe that, especially when you look at, you know, uh, the situation with uh, the kid that went to uh, San Francisco 49ers. Quan Alexander. Uh, who's out for the season now with another injury, which is unfortunate, tore Peck. Um, but now that's his second serious injury. Joe goes through this clean. He, he, the only thing he's had so far is a hamstring. Right. So, uh, again, uh, it's very hard to say, well, he's not worth as much, you know, because you get into the advanced data and you're saying, well, he's not covering as well as he was earlier this year. And I understand that. But if you're basing it off what he can do, uh, I thought it was fascinating that, you know, the, the, the same week they had J.C. Treader sign his contract extension, they had a big feature on, on Joe Schobert on building the Browns. I don't, you know, wait, I, I, don't think the left, I don't think the left hand is knows what the right hand is doing necessarily in that case. It just happened to work out that way. And obviously he, he has the performance he does against the Steelers, and that carries a little bit more weight because it's the Steelers. Uh, and, and, again, circumstances being what they are, this is another opportunity sort of, try to put a good story out there uh, to sort of help get through a bad story. You have the two-game winning streak, and obviously Miles Garrett sort of, uh, you know, takes the bloom off the rose there. Uh, but you can, you know, in addition to what could be, a, a, you know, a third game in a row where they win, should be, the Dolphins, they're awful, um, that you could come back and say, we've got this guy signed, we're rewarding, you know, one of the truly good guys, we, we, we're saying this, this guy is somebody we, you know, love on and off the field. We love what he can do in terms of leadership. We love, you know, all, all these things, and we want to get him done. We want to, you know, we think he and Treader are guys that, you know, are great football players, great men and people that, you know, we think are the, you know, the paradigm of, of what we want representing our football team. That, again, that helps set you the set your direction. Uh, of the team uh, and, and rewards another guy that, you know, you brought in, or in this case, you drafted. Um, the other ob- obvious thing that's part of this is let's say Joe Schobert walks out the door, your linebackers are Mac Wilson, Sione Takitaki and stuff. Um, yes. And that's not to say those, those guys are bad. Um, I think Mac Wilson is ultimately, you know, I hope he gets better, but I think ultimately he's more of a role player than he's true starter. And Taki Taki is obviously a big question mark. He's played a little bit, and I think he's pl- played well in his uh, limited role. But, you know, that saying you're going to take Joe Schilbert out of that mix <laughs> and say these are the guys, that's that's a really tough pill to swallow. I think – you know, I, I, I've always been saying you, you, you can afford one huge contract at each level of the defense. It makes a lot of sense. Um, if you can lock him up and you've got, you know, Denzel Ward, obviously he doesn't have a big contract, but he's a big investment. Uh, is Marys Randall theoretically represented that big contract in the secondary this year? Joe Schobert, and then you have, you know, Olivier Vernon, Miles Garrett, and all those other things because defensive linemen are just super, super valuable. You can afford one big linebacker contract, and, and, and given all that he does, he may be the perfect way to, to use it. I, I would argue he is, 
whether you believe he should stay at Mike Becker or you should move him to Will, I don't care. I just want him on the team because I think he's great. Uh, that that makes all the sense in the world for this team. And 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 if you're sort of looking at this, I'd sort of look at it like the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, obviously, the Browns beat them, uh, but their defensive their, their defense is set up in the way you want it to be. Micah Fitzpatrick is is that big player in the secondary. They didn't have that. You add him, he was great. he's been great. Uh, the Browns did a great job, job neutralizing him. They deserve a ton of credit for that. Uh, then you have Devin Bush at that second level. They believe he's obviously going to be you know, a great, great, great player. And then you get to that first level, and it's T.J. Watt, Cameron Hayward, Stephon Tewitt, obviously out for the, with an injury for the season. That, that's sort of where you want this thing to go. And, and it, you know, you're, that's looking at a team the Browns compete against and how sort of dangerous they are. The Browns present that same threat to everyone else. If, if, if Denzel Ward, you know, continues to get back to his form, uh, you know, they've got to address the safety position, but then you have Schobert in the middle and then you have Miles Garrett, Olivier Vernon, Larry Okunjobi, and, and Sheldon Richardson up front. And you keep adding to those things and you get some continuity, God willing, that they become a dangerous, dangerous group and, and become everything that we, that we believe they can be. Obviously, you know, what they did, Against Pittsburgh, obviously they had some injuries and some things like that, but that was the type of game you were would like to see from them. Uh, four interceptions, only giving up seven points, and just taking total control of the game. Uh, that's where you want to go with this. So um, I, I really hope they they make the right decision on this and and ultimately decide that they need to sign Schobert. Well, as you're saying, you move on, and like you said, uh, you know, it leaves you essentially Sione Taki Taki and Mac Wilson. Right now, they're one linebacker. Mac Wilson is good in the pass game. Sione Takitaki's reputation was as a run linebacker. So technically, it's it's one linebacker. And not disrespecting the kids, there's certainly a chance for, you know, for their stories to be written. With a guy like Joe, you talk about uh, a kid who was a high school safety. Wasn't really going anywhere. Wisconsin gets a scholarship open extremely late in the process. Throw Joe a bone. Gets into a D1 program. The body starts to regress. Played most of his time in Madison as a edge rushing linebacker. Uh, gets to the NFL. We need a middle linebacker. Hey kid, let's give you a shot. And, and a why I like him is I like the story because he's a guy. I'll do whatever you need, coach. B what I like, and this is one of the reasons I, you know Pete, Pete and I talk about him the way he is. He was a high school safety. That shows you why he's good in coverage. You saw Thursday night. I mean, Thursday night was literally, you know, that was the, hey, whoop, watch this. This is probably what you should pay me off of because I'll do whatever you need me to do. R- rushed the passer well. Sacked quarterbacks. Intercepted the ball. He's got linebacker experience inside now. He, I'm not saying he can be an edge rusher, but you can use him like one in certain aspects. He is smart he enough in coverage from his safety days. Go ahead. So he was on Thursday. I mean, that was a big part of their game plan is getting him back. The to that. technique. I mean, literally to put the left hand up to get the quarterback's elbow. I mean, ugh, all the time, Pete. Chef's kiss. Mwah. Yep, he's great. He's great. I mean, it's obviously part of what he did at Wisconsin. He was that uh, Sam Sam linebacker slash pass rusher. Uh, they, you know, that was what the Browns tried to make him do his rookie year for reasons I will never understand. It, that's, but that is an aspect of his game. If you like the blitz, he's a guy who can certainly allow you to do that. If you get another great linebacker, 
or another good linebacker, it frees him up to do that more because you're not afraid to leave the other guy in the middle. When he blitzes, it usually causes issues. Either a quarterback throws the ball to his mom in the stands, runs for the hills, or Joe ultimately gets home. Uh, guys, we got into a lot here today. Uh, and again, congratulations to Pete and all the folks over at Streetsboro. You know, not the ultimate ending, but, you know, still a hell of a year, best year in school history. A little bit out Tua. You know, we've talked about this defensive side of the ball and the mess that's gone on there. And now how all of a sudden, you know, you're looking a little lean. Look, there's going to be names coming. We'll be ready to talk about it when they do, because either way, I mean, whether coming up from the practice squad or somewhere, you've got to get some guys in this building. And that's happening, and it's certainly coming very soon. Check out everything uh, Browns Maven through SI.com. You find all the work Pete and his little staff got going on over there. The uh, Make sure you're following at underscore Pete Smith underscore. Uh, the show itself at Locked on Browns, all lowercase. Always a follow-back account. DMs are open. You guys know this. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. DMs are open. Uh, I know you guys are all aggravated with the, the Miles thing. Look, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you can't hit somebody with a helmet. And that's just the part that sucks about it. And the thing that's aggravating me the most is the way people are trying to perceive Miles Garrett right now. That's what pisses me off because a lot of it is people who don't know Jack. Uh, go Google Miles Garrett and this and find him buying people iPhones. Find him hosting dog days in the park. Find him hosting Game of Thrones party. Uh, you know, thug and, you know, the things that he's, they're trying to label him as piss me off to no end. Uh, we'll put a bow on this one here. And like I said, everybody enjoy the games tomorrow on Sunday. No Browns action. Look, if you want to be a good husband, good wife or whatever, you normally want to watch football. Look good tomorrow. See what the significant other wants to do. Maybe make all that happen and uh, buy yourself a, you know, a good Sunday. Good Sunday night. This has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound. LGB on the LOB. Let's go Browns.